Hey, you're listening to the Punk Rock Demonstration with me, Jack, and we're here with Joey from Mad Parade. How are you doing today? Hey, guys. How's it going? So how long has Mad Parade been around? Um, since 1982. We were playing uh, in backyard parties, 1982. We were, you know, not knowing what we were doing. We were still in high school, actually. So did you ever imagine that you would become such a long-standing band? You know what? Actually, no, because... You know, when we were in high school, when we started the band, we thought that we were going to be, like, huge. And then heavy metal uh, hair bands came out. You know, the hair band thing really ruined the punk rock scene. So, like, in 1986, 1987, it was like a lot of bands started shagging their hair long, and including us, but we, we weren't good enough to play uh, hard rock. So we just kept with the punk rock stuff, and, and we've been doing it for a while. So is that what kind of music you would describe your music as today? We're, we, 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 we based our band on punk rock. We based it on good punk rock, though. We, our punk rock, way we grew up was the Ramones, uh, the Clash, the Buzzcocks, Sex Pistols, um, you know, uh, some New York bands and a handful of L.A. bands. Um, but what, by the time we came out, hardcore came out, was like Circle Jerks and Black Flag, which was great, but we weren't... Um, we weren't doing that. We kept it. We were the only band, if I remember, back in 83 and 84 that, you know, wore Doc Martens and Creepers, you know, and everybody was wearing, you know, flannels and, and Levi's. So image, image to us was an important thing because the English sound was, was, was something that we, the image look was something that we liked and the New York look is something that we liked. The L.A. thing was not a, it was, it was Circle Jerks. It was, it was Black Flag. It was the Weirdos. It was, um, you know, it was stuff that. Don't be wrong. It was great, but we thought image was something that we should probably get involved with, looking cool because that's our 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 bands that we liked Iggy and and you know Lou Reed and you know New York Dolls and the Buzzcocks 999 all that stuff was stuff that we thought punk rock was an image thing, not looking like a bunch of t-shirts and jeans and and and, and flannels we, we 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 wanted to do more than that in fact at the time us and social distortion were the only ones that kind of wanted to look kind of cool well now that you mentioned like 999 and all those big bands you've played with them in the past right right so what was the most memorable show that you that you've played with them uh, oh well if you want to pick one band 999 that was a great those are that, that was a great show. Uh, probably New Jersey um, when um, they brought us on stage. Well, they brought me on stage, and I played Homicide with them on bass. And I never played Homicide before. But it's only three chords, so, you know, it was great. I mean, they're, they're my childhood heroes. The band like that was my, my heroes. It's like me bringing me on stage for the Rolling Stones. If you asked me, you know, five years ago, do you want to be on stage with the Rolling Stones or 999? I would say 999. Are those also the bands that influenced your music, or did you come up with it by yourself, or how did you come up with your music? Um, they were one of the influences. Um, they were Dead Boys, Ramones, 999, the Buzzcocks, Sex Pistols. You know, there was only a handful. Back in early 80s, there was only a handful of punk rock bands. I mean... If Mad Parade was playing tonight in 1985, everybody would be here. 
there would be no competition. There maybe a, maybe a show in L.A., but not like 20 bands. Now the whole MySpace thing is like, oh, it's getting re- goddamn ridiculous. It's like there's so many bands out there, but yeah, memorable shows would have to be uh, 99 in New York, or New Jersey, and Stiff Baders. We played with the Lords of the New Church back in '86, and um, God, I, you know, I, there's so many. I, I can't. I can't even. For me, I, it would be a handful of shows, um, but. Um, 999 in New Jersey was probably really, really cool. So being around for so long, how has punk rock changed from your view? It hasn't changed so much as in the underground punk rock, but there's so much, like you, I mean, just for example, you go on MySpace and you, and you see the advertisements, punk rock ringtones, punk rock ringtones, what, Blink-182, what, uh, um, um, you know, uh, bullshit punk rock. It, it, is that punk rock? I mean, uh, to me, punk rock, punk rock's got to be underground, and punk rock is it can't be commercial. They could take the ideas and and make it commercial, like the the you know the Green Day. The Green, the, give me, don't get me wrong, Green Day is a great rock and roll band. They're a good band, but if it wasn't for the Ramones, the Dickies. You know, uh, the bands before them, the bands that came out in the 80s and the late 70s just came out the wrong time. If they came out now, they're too old now. Those bands that came out back in the late 70s and early 80s, they're too old. But if the Dickies came out now and, and you know, um, the Ramones came out now, all those bands that did it way back then, it's but, but you know what? Everything... Everything it comes back to visit us later on in life. And if punk rock is the big thing now, I hope these kids that are listening to the nowadays punk rock do their homework. And some of them do. Some of them do. When you see, when you see a kid wearing a Ramones shirt, you want to question them. You want to go, do you really know the Ramones? Because you know what these guys sacrificed. You know what these guys really were around when Sticks, Led Zeppelin, and Ted Nugent were around? Because they weren't trying to be punk rock. They were just being a rock and roll band. They were influenced by the, the Stooges, by the New York Dolls, by, you know, uh, MC5. Uh, they were just doing what they were doing. They, I don't think they idolized anybody. I really don't. I really don't think the Ramones just did what they did. And the Ramones were the king. The Ramones were the best, and the Sex Pistols took it to another level. And then the English Invasion happened, like the Buzzcocks, 999, um, Generation X, uh, the Clash. Clash were the Clash took it to another level, you know. Um, and you just look at the Hall of Fame bullshit that you have out there, you know, a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So, do you think it's more of like an attitude, or do you think it's more of just the music? What's your opinion of it? Making presence, pr- presence, making your presence because so much, it wasn't so much punk rock for me. I grew up in rock and roll. I mean, if you ask me who my favorite band of, is all time, I'll probably tell you The Clash, The Ramones, and Alice Cooper because a little angst, a little angry, a, a, and not being all wimpy and all like happy go lucky. 
Uh, and Ramones were like that. But at the same time, you know, I mean, if you go back to the 70s, what stuff I listened to, you know, I mean, if it wasn't for Alice Cooper, you wouldn't have the Sex Pistols. I mean, you wouldn't have that angst, you know, that angry re rebel rock and roll. And it's all about being uh, re re rebels. And the Stones did it. The, you know, I mean, the Kinks did it. Um, you know, it's rebel rock. Hey, why are you interviewing him? I'm the only original member left. No, he's, Mike should be here a second. So what's your favorite song by Mad Parade? Mike, what's, a, what's, what's our favorite song? What's your favorite song by Mad Parade? The Night Is Ours Forever. <laughs> so what makes it your favorite? It's a fun song to play. It's got a lot of different uh, moods to it. That, that's what all of our records have, you know, diff different songs, different moods, different, not, not the same monotonous, uh, unrelenting pace. You know, there's you know, always... What's great, you know what's great about this band is that Mike was bred on the Ramones and, the, and pretty much the New York scene and American music. Steve-O was... Steve-O was based on hardcore punk rock, which was cool. Which was cool, and I was based on English music. So we took it all and made it our our, our own our own music, and and there's nothing wrong with that because look at the Ramones later on. They were trying to do hardcore, and the Ramones were doing kind of Black Flag type War, of stuff. Warthog. Warthog. I mean, <laughs> it's like they're shouting. They're not. That wasn't the Ramones that I knew of. Um, you know, but but you know. Our favorite song, I would say my favorite song of Mad Parade is is got a there's too there's too many, but I would probably say um, one of Steve-O's favorite, um, uh, Borrow Time, Sex and Violence, Calling Out, Sex and Violence. There's too many. One the thing, real horror show, the first song we ever had. Played. One, yeah. Well, no, actually, that wasn't the first song. Roddy played Monster, huh? Yeah. One one thing about Mad Parade is that there wasn't really one song. There wasn't. And the Ramones, there wasn't really one song. Um, you know, you look at uh, a lot of bands, there's like one hit, you know, one major hit. I don't think we had a major hit. We had a lot of good songs. You know, there wasn't one thing that stood out. I mean, you think tonight people wouldn't went crazy for sex and violence. No, they went crazy for... Um, yeah, those kids were saying they like they like God Bless America and right. some of the newer records, which is great. Depending where what town you're in, what city you're in. So, I mean... It's hit and miss, you know. It, it really is, and it keeps us humble in a way. I think if, if our band really skyrocketed at the time, Mike might be dead. Seriously, I would, be, yeah, I would have been able sure. to handle it. I think it kept us humble that we didn't. We were in a big punk rock band, you know. We're like, we're like one of those cult classics, you know. It's like we're underground. We are not a big band. Um, we, me and Steve will talk about it all the time. Yeah, but at the same time. Just about every town, every time you go, not just about every town we go to, there's somebody who knows the songs, like those kids that were singing along, and that makes it all worthwhile, you know. Which is amazing because we have a set list, and then somebody yells out a song. Oh shoot! Can we do it, guys? Because we want to make the crowd happy. You know, we want to make that one person happy. If I can make one person happy in the crowd, it's I hard to satisfy everybody when you have a catalog of over like a hundred songs, you know, so, and you have 45 minutes to play. Did you practice all those songs before you play them, or is it just by memory? We never practiced. <laughs> there's, there's some that are just gone. You know what? No, you know what? We, if, if we did it at one practice, we could do it again. Right. That's, so. the way we, that's what happens, yeah. We bring songs back and get tired of songs. and Some, some of them are the mainstays, though. you got to play Sex and Violence with Real Horror Show. Right. Just like the NAC, has, the NAC has to play My Sharona, you know? Right. 
Right. And if if we play a show or we get an email and somebody says, God, man, can you do this song? Can you do this song? Then me, Steve-O, and Michael say, let's do it. You want to do it? Okay. I'm a monster. We haven't played in over a year. We played it tonight. We want We play for the people. And I know it's a cliche, but give the people what they want. Now, if they request, you know, a cover song, you know, if they, they, you know, we have have done cover songs in the past. That's not like really flattering for us. But we did we did a Chelsea song tonight, which is another great punk rock band from England. Very underrated, very underrated punk rock band. And our our motto was back in the day: if we did a cover song, let's do a cover song of a band that never got their fair share, um, that they never made it big. So if you look at our cover songs that we cut, we did, no one's really ever heard of yeah, them. Yeah, baby. We never do a Beatles song or No Effects or, um, I think the biggest cover song we did was the Rolling Stones, Mother's Little Helper. But we, we don't really do cover songs that are big, big, you know? It's, it's more of our heroes. Our heroes, and maybe that's why we're not that big of a band, because our heroes were never really big. Well, since we've been talking so much, let's take a listen to some of those songs. I like Sex and Violence also, so we'll take a listen to that one. And you mentioned that Chelsea doesn't get enough credit. The band Chelsea? Yes, the band Chelsea. Oh, God, they know, of course not. They, they were one of the greatest punk rock and roll bands. And I think what happened with that band was Gene October, the lead singer, kind of messed them up. Why did you say that? Um, Gene was hard to work with. Their bass player did our video, um, God Bless America, um, and we, we just heard some horror stories. Gene October was really a pain in the ass. Really. He, he wasn't, right? No. no, he was a jerk. He was a jerk. But you know what? I'm kind of glad he was a jerk. I, I, it made me go like, I like Chelsea even more now. You know? Um, if you're too nice to me, you're not my... I don't, I don't want anybody to be an idol. You know? But, you know, the nicest band we've ever played with in my life was 999. And... And they were my biggest heroes, and they were just so nice, you know. Um, but they didn't actually realize how big they were back when I was a kid. They were claim to fame. They were they had hits, you know. They were they had top ten hits back in England. So um, it's all good, man. It's it's all good. Okay, well, let's take a listen to the artist Chelsea and Sex and Violence, and then we'll be back.
Hey, welcome back. You're listening to the punk rock demonstration with me, Jack, and we have a new guest. So who's this person here? This is Red. This is Red. Red She's on, red on strike. strike. She's very, very um, intoxicated and friendly. I'm very friendly all the time, intoxicated or not. <laughs> She just looks more friendly when Everybody's she's intoxicated. Huh? They're she, all. Well, I want to bite you because you're so fucking sparkly. <laughs> and she's got big cans too. I that that means nothing, but your sparkles mean everything. Are you ready? No, not yet. Stop. Because we're trying to be pro about this. Okay. You know what? So, I can tell you a little story so about her. Really, well, hold, really on, like hold, like on. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, there's a there's a sh- back in. Uh, um, 1994. No, there's like 20 of them fucking like glorifying she was my like tatas. 18. She was like 18. Yes. And we said it's much harder when I'm a kid. And, yeah, she now was that like, I'm older, it's not hot at all. She posed for us like half naked. Yes. And took pictures with us. Right. And I um, scared this is. Later on, I sold it to um, Playboy. Stop it. See. That's kind of sad. Mark that down. It's kind of sad. I'm surprised she hasn't done that on your show. I'm going to be on camera with my Spam shirt. You know, Spam... This is the is drummer it's a, it's, of it's Mad Raid. Spam is a delicacy in Hawaii, if, you, if in case you did not know. Most of their dishes contain some form of Spam. So where do you see the band going in the coming years? We're not going anywhere. We're... I'm going to work. We're, we're having fun. Here's a, here's a we Here's a me and Mike... Me and Mike been in the band since 1983, 84, 83. 83. Yeah, we we were totally into Mad Parade. It was like our life, you know. And plus, our old bass player Ronnie, our other uh, member Bill, was, who's a, who was the lead singer of Mad Parade at one time. When the 90s hit, we, me and him said we cannot not take this band 100% serious because. It's it's rock and roll. It's music. It's fun. We got to treat it fun. And if if we're not having fun, let's not do it. Like tonight, I was worried about Stevo because I want him to have fun. So when I get an offer for, to play a show, if it doesn't sound fun for all four of us, I will cancel it. I won't do it. And I want all ages is always good. Um, so playing twenty one over, I want kind of want to stay away from that. Because the kids are really the best, you know. So I have to mix it up like 50-50. Because I, you know, I get I get the emails and I get I, I do the shows. So um, I want to I want to make everybody happy, including this guy. Um, he's the one. That, he's the hardest one to please. Because he's played in front of the crowd. He's played in Europe. He knows what's good and what's not good. So at the at, at times he could be half empty, but. Oh yeah, there's only be five people showing up tonight, and it could be like 100, 105 people. Oh yeah, Joe, good job, good job, good job. It's like, uh, you fucking son of a bitch. <laughs> so it's really hard. I'm trying to please everybody, and at the same time, I have kids. You know, he has kids. Mike has. We, we all have a family. So is it a hobby? In a way, in a way, it's kind of our hobby. Back in the day, it wasn't. We we want to have fun because we're so overwhelmed with our jobs and you know paying the mortgage and doing what we do because we can't live off this are we making money tonight yeah yeah but I make that in one day you know it's not about money for us except for this guy he complains sometimes when we play in Vegas he wants he gambles too much 
But, um, <laughs> but you know, it's not about money for us. It really is. It's about having fun. If you told this guy right now, let's pack the crowd, everybody into it, we ain't going to get a dime at all, or play in front of 10 people and get $500. He'd rather play in front of uh, 500 people and not get paid at all. He wants to have fun. It's all, it's all about having fun. And that actually is a true punk rock mentality. It's not about money. It's not about money for us. So are we the true punk rockers? I, I guess so. But at the same time, I'm not gonna, I want him to have gas money. I want him to have gas. I want these guys to have money in their pocket. You know, so yeah, we, we're getting paid tonight. So, but I would play for free. I've done it. In that case, would you like to play in my backyard? No. <laughs> sure. As long as you have food, a couple beers, and uh, somewhere I can lay down, and a PA. That's always good. You gotta have a PA. So are you coming out with any new songs? Um, the hard, hard thing right now with Mad Parade is for all four of us to get together, because we have new songs. We have, I would say, at least half a dozen to a dozen new songs, but we're not getting together, and we're not rehearsing a lot. So. Our concern is about playing shows. You can always record at your shows and have a live set. Ever thought about doing that? Well, no, we have, I have some things on DVD of the Key Club and other shows that we played at that are live stuff. You know, it's just really hard because everybody is involved. He's got kids, I got kids, and it's hard. You know, for, for Mad Parade to book a show, I gotta give these guys heads up a month ahead of time and, and say, are you good with this? Are you good with this? Are you good with this? And also other people in other bands too. You know, Mike's in a, in a side band to keep his chops up. Um, Danny's in another band, um, so we got. It has to be a really good show. I'm, I'm very anal when I it comes. Last year we played maybe eight or nine shows. Last year. Yeah. Yeah, once every month. I think it's it's not an easy thing because. The last show we played last year though was was Asian Orange and and uh, and the Dickies at the. Knitting Factory in Hollywood, that was a great show. Very selective shows that we do. I, I want I want these guys, and I hate to say it, but I, I want these guys to go, wow, that was a great show. I, they're my family. They're my family. I want them to be happy with me because I do the shows, you know, and and if somebody's knocking at the door and saying, you want to play? I say, no, thank you. No, thank you. Oh, sounds good. Okay. What's unfortunate is down in Orange County, there's very few venues that are less that are 21 and under. And that's a problem. That is a problem. Most of them are in L.A., and L.A. is like a major bitch to drive to. <laughs> well, no, we got a show. Um, that's when he went over. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it is hard. It is hard. And I, I, at one time in my life, I sworn off all 21 and over clubs because... The kids are the, the kids are where it's at. It's just not the same feeling. It's like you got a whole bunch of drunks <laughs> at yeah. 21 and over shows where the 18 and under go go wild go out crazy. there, you know. They go crazy. And I I know it because I've done the tours, I've done everything and the all ages or, you know, all ages plus 21 over are the best places to play. And I'm sure the kids like that too. No, the, 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 sometimes the kids have attitudes, so. And they sit there like Oh, sex and violence? Okay. Oh, wow. They wrote this song? It's like, oh, God. Lower, cl lower class brats? You know, it's like... They say, oh, you guys play that lower class brat song. They say, no, they played our song. Right. Yeah, it's... it's. That's weird. 
Well, the Exploited also have a sex and violence too. What's that? I said the Exploited have a song called Sex and Violence yeah, too. But sex and violence, sex and violence. The same, the same lyrics for the entire three minutes or something like that. At least I give them carte blanche because that song came out actually before our Sex and Violence. You ripped them off. No, we were naive. We, we didn't know. So who came out with Sex and Violence first? The Lower Class Brats, The Exploited, or Mad Parade? The title? Yeah. Um, Clockwork Orange, 1971. Clockwork Orange, the movie. It's, it's all, let's have the old in and out, little old Sex and Violence. <laughs> but, I mean, Mad Parade, when they first came out, it was a Clockwork Orange band. I mean, I don't, I mean, unfortunately, the addicts took it one step forward and then and then you know lower class brats did it and then the major accident but actually mad parade was in 1982 we were a clockwork band but we didn't know there was another clockwork band we didn't know that the addicts no one knew about the addicts in 1981 and 82 we 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 wore derbies and and, and uh, suspenders and white we did it we thought we were the original and then some but and then the lead singer for uh catch 22 said you may want to stop the Clockwork Orange thing. And he handed me a single. It was uh, Viva La Revolution by The Addicts. I go, are they big? And he goes, oh, they're pr- listen to the song. Fuck. They're doing it really good. So we dropped it. But the, the first album that we had, Real Horror Show, Sex and Violence, it was based on Clockwork Orange. And not many people know that. They, I mean, they think that we, we, we try to cover the addicts, but we're from America. They're from, and the addicts, when they heard of Mad Parade, we did a lot of shows with the addicts when they first came out to America. They've heard our stuff because they knew we're kind of a, in this, influenced by the same kind of stuff. And they love, uh, they love the Real Horror Show. So we, pl- we did a lot of shows with the addicts back in the day in 1980, you know, 84. Um, but we didn't realize how big they were. You know, they were, they were, to us, they were nothing. They, they, we didn't know anything about that. We, we were a clockwork band back in the beginning. So how has the shows changed from back then to now, since I wasn't alive back then to now? Competition. Back in the day when we were playing, there was one show in L.A. and maybe one show in Orange County. And it's like, where do you want to take the, the bus to? You know, where do you want to hitch a ride to? Now it's like, I guarantee you there's eight shows going on in Orange just County. In this county. Yeah. yeah, just in this county. And who knows who's playing? I mean, I mean, the Sex Pistols could be playing around the corner. Who knows? I won't give a shit. I mean, there's too, much, there's too much competition. Back in the day, it was a scene, and everybody knew each other. Hey, how's it going? Hey, pass me that joint. Okay, there you go. It's, it's like, let's, uh, Cathay de Grand, um, Olympic Auditorium. Mad Parade does not endorse narcotics or, or their use. No, we do not. <laughs> but back in the day, it was it, it, the competition was there was no competition. Every band, I mean, can you imagine a a, a, a show with Soul Distortion, The Vandals, TSOL, Mad Parade, MIA, and, and the Steps, and the Steps, or the, the Descendants? Can you imagine that in one night? No. Nowadays, the Descendants would play over there and a bunch of opening bands, and then T.S. Wall would play over here, but they would not book it all on the same night. It wouldn't happen. It, 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 it's, it's, it's payola, man. It's, it's, it's money, and it wouldn't happen. Um, back in those days, it was phenomenal. It was, it was, I mean, can you imagine a bill with Soul Distortion, Vandals, M.I.M., Mad Parade? 
I mean, that was just phenomenal. Or TSOL, Black Flag, and Descendants, and Aggression, and Dr. No, and Opening, Mad Parade. I mean, that's the way it was. It was, it was, it was crazy. It was, it was a way, it was great, actually. So how did the word of those shows get around? Like, now you have the, have the internet word of mouth. Flyers. You could go to, go to some cool record shops. You go to some cool record shops in Hollywood, like uh, Vinyl Fetish or, or Amoeba, Rhino. Rhino. And uh, yeah, you, what was the one at the end? Uh, MySpace. <laughs> you know, actually, MySpace kicks no ass. Back then, so yeah. We had to pass out flyers, go to other shows, pass out flyers for your show for the next week. Exactly. You right? you would see guys from big bands go to big festival shows and just throw flyers in the air. And, and, and they pick it up, and or the LA Weekly. LA Weekly's always been around. So um, um, the papers were always, there was no um, uh, internet. There was no emailing, you know, all that crap. It was, it was. A couple college radio stations back then. College radio was great. Announced of Rodney. Rodney Bingenheimer. KSPC. Right. KX, that was about it. KXLU. Yeah, KXLU. That's back in the days of vinyl records when we had vinyl records and turntables. Yeah, no, no, hey, let's post a bulletin. What's playing tonight? Hey, Mike, you haven't put enough bulletins out tonight. I should have sent me an email and put more So, I mean, it, it's... So do you think that has affected the punk scene in any way? It waters it down a bit. Just, it's not, it's not as... It doesn't take as much effort to realize what, what you want. Now things are... Gosh. What we were trying to get away from in the initial punk movement... That's kind of what it's become, you know. That like all the hippies and uh, skin tight. Uh, uh, were the so pretty much you can get the word out to undesired people at your shows nowadays. Yeah, it doesn't take any effort. Well, most of the people that were into what we were into, you had to go look for records. Like he used to invent bands. That's what he he discovered. Look at this new vibrator record that I found. Just check this out, you know. And I used to buy records just by the cover. It's like, are they good? They look good. And I'd buy it and go, I'd, I'd, either I'd keep it or I'd take it back. Um, but now, you know, Now people are told what to like, just like the stuff we were trying to get away from when everybody was digging Journey and Aria Speedwagon. You had to listen to Journey when you're like making out with a chick in the car. So that you, horrible. But then you get rid of it after and start playing the Ramones. Exactly. <laughs> let's, just, let's just end it at this. The Ramones were the greatest fucking rock and roll band ever. And Mad Parade has achieved legendary status. <laughs> that's, from, that's what I heard tonight. <laughs> Well, thanks for your time. Uh, is there a way where people can find out where your music, or where to get your music, or anything like that? Okay. Okay. No. No. Okay. Here's the thing. Um, I have a lot of people buy our stuff on Amazon.com or Interpunk. Uh, Interpunk.com, which has like our stuff. Amazon is probably the best. eBay. I mean, be honest with you. I buy my own stuff sometimes on eBay because I was too nice at one time and I gave somebody a 45, you know, 10 years ago and I don't have it anymore. So I buy my own stuff sometimes and I know it's kind of sad, but I actually bought myself a mouse pad, Mad Parade mouse pad the other day. Where the hell did you get that? Dude, I don't know. It was. A, get, I need one of those. It was, it was Mad Parade and Greg Ginn at um, uh, uh, Alex's Bar mouse pad. I said... I'm not going to email the guy. I, I'm going to buy it. Ten bucks. So I bought a mouse pad of my own band. Um, um, good record stores. Good record stores, good CD stores. 
if they don't have it, you can go to your record store and um, request them to order it for you. Uh, or your uh, is Virgin Megastore still around? Mm, I think so. Okay, Tower's d- done. Tower's right? gone. Okay. Tower's that. gone. Um, I mean, I may mean, hate to say it, but the record stores are pretty much obsolete. So I mean, your best bet is to order it online. Sometimes I wonder if technology for the better or for the worse. <laughs> What's that? Sometimes I wonder if technology is for the better or for the worse. Well, you know what? My son, who's um, 16 years old, does not buy a CD at all. He goes on um, those sites uh, and, and burns them. iTunes? iTunes, all, all, all that stuff. And he goes, Dad, he, my, my son just bought a, a, a cell phone, and he put on my song, and he put the, he put the cell phone on it, and he goes, Dad, it's recording it. And he looks at the phone and it has God Bless America, uh, 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 the song. It, it just scans it. And he's like, look at Dad, you're on uh, iTunes or whatever it is. I go, is that good? It's like, show me some money. But um, no, it's all good, man. Technology has definitely uh, evolved. Um, but, you know, have we seen money from it? No. Only money that Mad Parade makes is pretty, pretty much from shows, T-shirts, uh, and maybe from a little bit of royalty checks. We get royalty checks once in a while, um, but not too much. Well, thanks for your time. We'll end it off with a song. I guess we'll listen to Right is Right because you played that tonight. Any thought or any last words? Um, Steve-O is really tired. Seems like it. I've been up since, I work since 4 in the morning. We're in band. I mean, we're in, we're in a band, but we also work, and we have... We have kids and stuff like that. We're still having a good time. We're having a good time. That's all that counts. Well, he's been in the band since 93, and I've been in the band since 83. (laughs) It's like, oh, my Lord. So it's fun. If we're not having fun, we're going to call it off. We're having fun. If we're not having fun, I quit, you know? And to play a little place like this, it's great. You know, we're having fun. Okay, well, thanks for your time. You've been listening to the Punk Rock Demonstration with me, Jack, and that was Mad Parade with Joey, Mike, and Steve-O. And we'll see you all next week, and we'll leave it with the song Right is Right by Mad Parade. See you next week. Thanks for listening.
I'm sick of feeling like I lost this fight Sick of craying out the wrongs and rights I'm pulling out of you to clear my sights Tonight, tonight, alright, alright
fathers were our models for God. If our fathers failed, what does that tell you about God? Consider the possibility that God does not like you. He never wanted you. In all probability, he hates you. Fuck damnation, man. Fuck redemption. We are God's unwanted children. So be it!
Zijn voornamelijk medicijnen, je leert het keilen, verdwijnen. 